me would come I would have to be right still until the whole crowd had My mama always said to me, Jim, take a tater and wait Now taters never did taste good with chicken on the plate But I had to eat them just the same That is why I look so bad and have these puny ways Because I always had to take an old cold tater and It is Saturday, February 24th, 2024. Wow, it's not easy to say. And it's time for another edition of Blackbird 9's Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackbird. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Trading Post this evening. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Saturday and a wonderful weekend. Our show tonight is entitled... It's episode number 63 and is entitled Noticing Patterns with Mr. L.B. Bork 2. So we're very happy to have Mr. L.B. Bork back with us. Uh, Maybe we won't have technical difficulties this time around. Now, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. My apologies for falling for the big David Irving is dead hoax instigated by learned chicken swinger and professional plus-size conehead model Mark Pagovich of the ADL. I tried to retract the story once I realized it was indeed a sinker. We pride ourselves on our thinkers here at the Trading Post, but every now and then a stinker misinformation or a sinker disinformation does slip by, but unlike the cultural Marxists, we try to correct our mistakes. My apologies to uh, historical scholar Mr. David Irving and his family uh, for sending out that premature death notice, and it's glad to know you are still with us and that we've been right all along about the ADL. So (laughs) it just goes to show they're just diabolical anyway shout out to mr richard carey for having me back on the friday night roundtable even though last week's show uh you know especially after last week's show so but anyway so we got through the show last night with no snarky phone calls or chat room shutdowns this week so uh i'm sure after that show there there were probably a few calls made to the adl after the show by irate freemasons or maybe a few scientology upper level initiatives it was a very interesting show. We covered a lot of very interesting territory there. So, anyway, tonight's returning special guest is a longtime veteran of the great troll wars after 9-11, Mr. L.B. Bork, who wrote the Red Amendment in 2000, and from there formed PAC, or the People's Awareness Coalition, which is centered around his ring game theory model. He's a very active blogger at borgnotes.blogspot.com. That's borknotes, B-O-R-K-N-O-T-E-S, dot blogspot.com, and other social media sites. And I'll let him tell you about all the other things he has out there. He's got quite the repertoire on the net. They keep shooting the stuff down, but he keeps putting it up. Funny how that works. Now, for all the newbies, we'll be opening up the phone lines after the bottom of the hour break, so you can call in and tell us what you want to talk about and that's republic broadcasting network rbn because you can handle the truth and again please 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 if you have resource please 
give to keep RBN on the air. So the numbers uh, after the bottom of the hour break, 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252 or toll free at 800-313-9443. That's 1-800-313-9443. And as always, you can come out to the chat room at bb9tradingpost.chitango.com. That's bb9tradingpost.chitango.com for the hottest news, the dankest memes, and the best tips on independent living. Come out to bb9tradingpost.chitango.com. The sun never sets on the North Kakalaki Trading Post chat room, but if you're looking for a knife fight, we just assume you go somewhere else. Now, I wonder what Mr. L.B. Bork wants to talk about tonight. The weather, once again, we went from T-shirt weather and sunshine to hard, warm rains in the 50s to a dusting of snow on Blackjack Mountain this morning. It's still snowing out there. So a lot of our snow bunnies are up this weekend trying to squeeze those last few days of snow skiing and snowboarding in before the daffodils bloom up here in the high country of North Kakalaki. Now, the elk report... The official North Kakalaki Elk Spotter EX96 reporting, that's Echo X-Ray 96 reporting, no elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain to date. Repeat, no elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain to date. Still no word from the new Boone Postmaster on whether it is saturation bombing ESG DEI diversity hiring at our U.S. Postal Service offices causing all this horrible delivery service or if the herds of unseen wild elk are are eating up our mail here in the Watauga County, and that is what's making us have such horrible mail service these days. And that is the end of the official North Kakalaki Wildlife Resource Commission elk spotter transmission. Or maybe he'd want to weigh in on the ongoing Watauga County debate on which was more hateful. Angry black man from Atlantis, Tobias M. Jones, going on a Mad Max terror rampage against white drivers and his semi-tractor trailer truck here in New Boone, echo, 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 or some kid waving a swastika flag near the carpetbagger chicken swinger synagogue of Satan clubhouse. Or maybe he'll want to talk about Mexican radio. No, not that old wall of voodoo song, but the new saturation ad for our Caldwell Community College, echo, 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 that is running on our not local Don Curtis Media, echo, 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 affiliate WATA 1450 AM propaganda machine. The lengthy advert for the New local community college has a clearly Hispanic woman in very broken English urging all the new replacement population to come to the local community college because there is even more free money for Calergy Plan invaders as long as you aren't a straight white male or local. Yes, it isn't just Zio-occupied Appalachian State University that has a slime mold problem. Even our North Carolina community colleges have been infiltrated as well as weaponized with philanthropy and higher education, right? Or maybe he'll want to talk about those Nazis marching in Nashville, Tennessee, where all the... You know, my question was, where were all the Antifa and BLM types counter-marching 
is this organic or synthetic there in Tennessee? And I didn't get an invite. So, hmm, that's curious. Or maybe you'll want to talk about the Virginia House and Senate passing their spiteful anti-white, anti-South bill to remove tax-exempt status from the state's United Daughters of the Confederacy Historical Preservation Society. How spiteful can you get? Or maybe he'll want to talk about the National Guard being deployed to a Boston public high school. Do we need to spend just more money and put more empowered liberal white women, excuse me, liberal women of color in charge to fix that which can never be fixed? Race realism, anyone? Or maybe he'll want to talk about George Soros buying up all these radio stations in the run-up to the 2024 selection in November. Thanks to friend of Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, and his Death to America Telecommunication Act of 1996, the old George Soros and the rest of these media Maccabees can buy up as many radio stations, TV stations, and newspapers as they want and not be bothered by pesky nuances such as having to tell the truth giving equal airtime to opposing viewpoints or running propaganda psyops in the American people. Presidents Reagan, W. O. Bummer took care of clearing the past for all that goyim nonsense. Or maybe he'll want to talk about the mockingbird agenda of dragging Jonathan Leibowitz out of mothballs to return to the Daily Show with Jon Stewart in the run-up to the 2024 selection. To push his globo-humo message of how black people and Jews just need to team up and get whitey. Who would be the first Zionist for 9-11 truth? Jon Stewart or fellow chicken swinger supremacist Bill Maher? Ah, the selective vision of the Jewish intellectual elite. Or maybe he'll want to talk about the Supreme Court allowing $2.5 billion against the Boy Scout settlement with sex abuse victims to proceed. This Eagle Scout from back in the day when <laughs> before they made Boy Scouts all fake and gay asked, who would have ever thought allowing Jews, blacks, feminist women, homosexuals, girls, transgenders into the Boy Scouts of America would ever be a problem? Of course, they had to make all those progressive changes or else the United Way, echo, 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 would cut off their funding. See the power of the purse scouts? Or maybe he'll want to talk about how Israeli hero Jonathan Pollard is deciding to get into politics and run for a seat in that chamber of kvetching chicken swingers known as the Knesset. He definitely has name recognition in Israel after getting arrested for his spying and espionage back in 1984, then getting released in 2015 to return to Israel in style in 2020 on Jewish crime boss Sheldon Edelson's private jet and met at the airport by Israeli Prime Minister mob boss Bibi Netanyahu himself. The Pollard platform is all about, you guessed it, annexing Gaza and sending the Palestinians to Ireland. Vote to Kun Alam with Jonathan Pollard in 2024. Or maybe he'll just want to talk about fishing. So welcome back to the Snack Shack, Mr. L.B. Bork, and tell us, good sir, what do you want to talk about tonight? There's a few items in there I could talk about, but I usually like to talk about what I talk about. Is it crime to vote? <laughs> you knew that, right? That's right, by the letter of the law. Yep. But people do it anyway, because they want to select their king. But uh, anyway, how you been? 
Oh, we've been busy. I'm watching it snow all day today. So, yeah, yeah kind of snowed here last night, but uh, like you said, it's kind of weird this year. I don't know what you know about uh, climate change, but uh, I don't think it's changing much. I think they control it, but we don't know that for a fact. Uh, that <laughs> great paper lion of climate change. You know? Yeah. So. Well, they use everything they can for a hoax, you know, to scare yeah. them and put the fear in people. But that's how they operate. That's how they keep everyone online. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what, what I noticed. Anyway. You know, it's just one crisis trauma t- to another, and that's how you keep everyone's attention and uh, you know if you keep people distracted they can't see what you're doing it's the magicians you know don't look at my left hand pay attention to my right, right hand, and the left hand's the one picking your pocket that's the way they do it yeah so but anyway for uh you know the newbies um you know you're up there with the uh Vanguard be the bleeding edge of that third rail of, you know, telling people what they don't want to hear about how the Constitution got corrupted basically from day one, you know, yeah. and especially after the uncivil war and those Reconstruction Amendments. Right. So basically, we have been amendments. Yeah, and with your uh, permission, I'd like to run through a quick little timeline, and then have you come in and ex- connect the dots on this timeline. So, okay, go ahead. Okay. So when we look at 1489, letter from the Grand Sanhedrin to the Jews of Spain, telling them to basically wage eternal war on. European Christians, right? That was reprinted in the 400th anniversary in 1889, by the way, this is a fun fact, by none other than the Rothschilds as a battle cry for the Zionist movement. But anyway, so 1489 is when that letter came out. 1492 is when the Jews were expelled from Spain and Columbus set sail for the New World. 1607 is when the Jamestown settlement, which is established which would become the state of Virginia or the Commonwealth of Virginia. November sixteenth twentieth, when the Mayflower arrives at Plymouth Rock, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and what would become New England. First of May seventeen seventy six, the Zabatians, Jacob Frank, Adam Washup, and Mary Amsher Rothschild found the Illuminati or the Enlightened Ones with the express goal of a world centralized world government, uh, basically a new world order of gods and monsters under their uh, 613 mitzvahs and seven Noahide laws. On the Declaration of Independence was created in June, July 1776 and ratified on July 4th. So here you see the the battle between the great experiment of a self- representing republic constitutional republic and this hidden hand great work 
mm-hmm. echo, echo, echo of the great work of the Zabateans, right? Then 15 November 1717, 1777, you had the Articles Confederation created for the 13 colonies. They were ratified on February 2nd, 1781. They took effect March 1st, 1781. Then you had this other movement that said, well, no, we're going to have the U.S. Constitution, and it was created 17, September 17, 1787, presented on mm-hmm. September 28, 1787, and ratified June 21, 1788, and they became effective on March 4, 1789, which was 234 years ago, and it stated that it would be a system federal presidential republic. Then the Bill of Rights were created on September 25th, 1789, ratified December 15th, 1791. Then 1848, Karl Marx writes the Communist Manifesto. April 12th, 1861, the Uncivil War, the War of Northern Aggression, the first Bolshevik Revolution, if you will, then ran from May to May 26th, 1865, with the South surrendering. Then we get the Reconstruction Amendments, April 15th, 1865. U.S. Abraham Lincoln is assassinated by John Wilkes Booth, the 13th Amendment, proposed in 1864 and ratified in 1865, quote, abolish slavery and involuntary servitude except for those duly convicted of crimes. The 14th Amendment, proposed in 1866 and ratified in 1868, addresses citizenship rights and equal protection of the rights of the laws for all persons. The 15th Amendment, yeah. And that is the Red Amendment, and then the 15th Amendment proposed in 1869 and ratified in 1870 prohibits discrimination in voting rights of citizens of the basis on the basis of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. So, with those data dots, tell us how you came to write the Red Amendment and that we've been conned by, you know, Abe Lincoln was not the great emancipator, but basically just nationalized the plantation. So take it away. Well, he did, but I I believe he was a useful idiot to some extent because he did something right because they killed him. (laughs) You know, he he was against the 14th Amendment, I believe. He was uh, for emancipating the slaves, but uh, he backed off when the 14th Amendment came around, I believe, and that's why they killed him. Plus, he released the greenbacks. I don't know the details on that for sure. Because, of course, everything we talk about is speculation. Because all we have is records that they let us see, you know, or the historical records. Let's go back in the timeline. There's one important uh, thing that I kind of saw when uh, all this is going on in the the history. Uh, 1100, when the first Crusades... uh, took place or when the first crusades took place and uh, the so-called Christians occupied um, Jerusalem and they uh, didn't destroy the dome on the rock during that period of time which was kind of odd don't you think 
Oh, very odd. And the other aspect of that particular crusades is the you know, the, the role the Knight Templars played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were established in 1118, and then in 1126 is when they came back after discovering whatever it was they discovered build, buried under the Temple Mount. So they were doing this clandestine tunneling under all of that, but they chose not to destroy that, you know, mosque, which is curious. Which, which is weird, very strange. The adversary, you would say, today, but a lot of people think that they did that or didn't do it because they could use it against the Christians today, which they have. So, anyway, then going up to... Uh, you skipped over fifteen hundred, the 1500s a tad bit. You went right to the 1600s. That's when the Jesuits infiltrated the church. And uh, one thing I found out interesting or found is interesting recently is the, uh, the Amish people were uh, formed in 1500, right when the uh, uh, things happened with the church, which was... Uh, I keep forgetting that word. Reformation. Reformation happened. They formed, which they're told. I, I think they smelled a rat, and they said, "We're not getting involved with this." Uh, you know, you uh, you would say uh, technology and things of that nature. They thought it to be evil. And uh, we've experienced that over the last 500 years, how bad it's gotten. It's been good, but it's been bad, too. But they're still holding strong to the the old ways, which is kind of commendable in in a lot of ways, but kind of silly in some. But uh, I I found that odd that they uh, were formed during the uh, Reformation, rather, and still. held steady through Reconstruction. I always thought that was weird, kind of Reformation and Reconstruction were just building blocks to the New World Order. Well, isn't that just you know, standard Marxist strategy? You tear down what's there so you can replace it with something different? Yes. Uh, you know, they always make it sound good, like Reformation, you know, build back better. Yeah, uh, you know, and you know, it's actually well, no, it's actually Sherman's, you know, scorched earth policy to the sea, you know, and then we'll you know, reconstruct the South from the burning ashes. Yeah, I by chance happened to pull up Marx's quote on the Communist Manifesto, and he said, "This is like the Inside Out clause or uh, clause of the Communist Manifesto or inversion." of what they've done over the past 150 years. He said, there are besides eternal truths such as freedom, justice, etc., that are common to all states of society, but communism abolishes eternal truths. It abolishes all religion and all morality instead of constituting them in a new basis. It therefore acts in contradiction to all past historical historical experience so that's what's happened the last 150 years right and when you 
think about you know Marx's upbringing. He would be very versed in those 613 mitzvahs, three of which deal specifically with blotting out Amalek who they have projected as the white Europeans Christians. Yeah, mm-hmm. This is the thing, that we have mitzvah. We're commanded by God to destroy everything they built and uh, blot it out so no one even remembers they were here. Mm-hmm. You know, so you talk about a complete genocide, and you just look at the beautiful words of communism. You know, when you read that, it's so poetic of what we're going to do. It's tikkun olam. We're going to fix the world. You know, the workers unite, and we're going to make everything equal. But some people are going to be more equal than others, as we found out. Uh, and you realize that this is just that Zabatean, Kabbalistic, you know, inversion of reality. You do everything the opposite of what you say you're doing. You say something good, but you're actually doing something that's going to, you know, kill 66 million white German Christians, you know, 10 million of the Holodomor, 1.5 of the Armenian, you know, the massacre of the French and the, you know, the Spanish Civil War. And, you know, was not the American Civil War, just an early Holodomor? I mean, have you thought about it in those terms? No, I haven't dug that deep into it. Um, I tend to go towards the uh, remedies of what they've done instead of looking at the history. Right, yeah, and so I want you to, uh, you know, go through how you came up with the pack and, you know, the ring model and, you know, what you see it can fix these problems we're up against. Yeah. Uh, most people have seen, or a lot of people have seen the uh, things that have happened, you know, like uh, income tax, for example. They say, well, that's in the Communist Manifesto. Well, I was in- introduced to that in the 19... Uh, uh, 90s, somewhere in that that space, and but uh, no one really said how it was implemented, and no one really explained how it was implemented into law. You know, of course, it showed up. Of course, some of the laws show it, but the Constitution is where they had to get it implemented, and that's where my work carried carried me to. You know, is uh, looking at the Fourteenth Amendment and Reconstruction. And uh, I started to find out the truth when I stopped listening listening to other people. Um, and I did. I did my own research and came up with the answers within a year, you know, of uh, write. You know, it allowed me to write my book and my papers I've written. When you stop listening to the, the brainwashed uh, mouthpieces they've had put out there, they're, of course, they're of course uh, brainwashed in these schools and, uh, you know, told what to think <laughs> instead of thinking for themselves. That, that's the problem we have today. Right. Also. And it's fascinating when you look at, you know, 1913 was yet another communist revolution in the sense of we got the Federal Reserve, we got the mm-hmm. IRS, and we got the ADL all in one fell swoop. That was mm-hmm. quite a year. Yes, that. but the foundation was the 14th Amendment to do it all. Exactly. Everyone, everyone brings up the 16th Amendment, which the income tax is based on. I can go into that a little bit, but uh, I say 14 comes before 16. 
you know, and uh, I don't think people understand what I'm talking about, but the, I'm talking about the, the foundation for all this. Right. It, uh, right. it, it made a new constitution in sense or buried the old one. And there's two constitutions that technically run together. And right. one, one represents the republic and one represents democracy. Okay. And you can't participate in both. You have to be in one or the other. Right. That's one of the things I noticed that Mockingbird and education, they're just so intent on redefining a constitutional republic as a democracy. This is a threat to our democracy. Everything's about right. democracy. And you know, that was not the original game plan. So you, uh, we're getting ready to go into a break here in just a minute, but go ahead and finish that thought before we go into the break. Well, the four, like we mentioned before, the, it's a crime to vote. It says so in Section 2 of the 14th Amendment. It's kind of buried in obscure language, but it, it's there. It says the right to vote is denied except for participation in rebellion or other crime. So uh, that's tied to uh, uh, Plank 4 of the Communist Manifesto with the you know, confiscation of uh, uh, property from rebels and immigrants. So basically that's just saying the people that are rebelling are going to have their property taken under the IRS, for example. And uh, if they immigrate to a different state, they lose their birth rights. Right. All right. Yeah, that's just fascinating when you realize that, yeah, this, they're playing the long game on us and it's very effective, this gradualism. But anyway, you are listening to Blackbird on Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn, and tonight's special guest is Mr. L.B. Bork. And he's talking about his uh, work the on the Red Amendment, the Fourth Amendment of Reconstruction. So uh, we're going to take a break and open up the phone lines when we get back. So see you on the other side. tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org corporate media dominates the american opinion finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult with the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. 
Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and judiciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth and say gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food, seeing that the dollar is cheap. That's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because the buying power, the value of the dollar is tanked. It's worth nothing. And the gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis. Gold, a valuable thing to store. The power of gold in times of crisis. Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the Ides of Rare Coin Dealers and Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 602-799-8214. I can't buy no beer Well, I'm standing on the corner With a bucket in my hand I'm waiting for a woman It ain't got no man Cause my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it I can't buy no beer all right, we are back. You are listening to Blackbird 9 Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Trading Post. Uh, tonight's special guest is uh, returning to us, Mr. L.B. Bork, the author of The Red Amendment. And we're going to be opening up the phone lines now. If you want to call in and tell us what you want to talk about, you can call in at 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252 or toll-free 800-313-9443. That's 1-800-313-9443. Uh, and please, 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 if you still have resource, please contribute to RBN. Please contribute to RBN sponsors. Please work to keep this network on the air. We are going up against a multi-billion dollar monolith, but it just takes a little dab, just a sprinkle of truth to make all those lies come crashing down. In the Solomon Ash experiments, they went from 74% of fooling the goyim 
you know, every time to down to 5% if truth was allowed in the equation. So you can't argue with those numbers. You know, we, but we've got to keep the truth out there in this war um, that we are in. So anyway, uh, one of the things I would like to uh, throw out to the guest is, you know, on the timeline we were talking about before the break, add to it. 1948 with the UN Declaration of Universal Human Rights Mm. fronted by none other than Eleanor Roosevelt. She was the key person on that. And the 1948 Declaration of the ethno-state of Israel. I think it's very interesting that those both happened in 1948. So what's your take on those, adding those to the timeline between the 14th Amendment, the 16th Amendment, 1913, the IRS, and now 1948 with this UN Declaration of Human Rights, but at the same time declaring the state of Israel more equal than everyone else. Yeah. Well, it's a hundred year anniversary anniversary of the Communist Manifesto, which I've determined was just an economic blueprint to destroy all economies of the world and, and take it over uh, for under the uh, Jewish, you know, our hierarchy, which some call, you know, the Kazarian Jews or whatever. Uh, it's the people to go back centuries, actually. So, right. Um, some call them the pharaohs from Egypt. Same people, you know. Uh, right. I, I, I basically say the, the Jews are either behind all this chaos that's going on now or the, the biggest useful idiots in world history. <laughs> what is it? The, uh, one of the Rothschild wives, the matriarch, said that if her sons didn't want wars, there would be none. You know, so kind of that's a hint from mom there. So, anyway, yeah. Mr. Producer, let's have uh, Mr. Andy from Texas. Mr. Andy, are you there, sir? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Happy Saturday. <laughs> oh, well, hey, thanks. Hey, by the way, you got to get rid of that chicken swinger stuff. I talked to you about that last night. <laughs> Bad habits are hard to break. <laughs> no, hey, listen, so, I mean, the biggest problem that the United States has is the fact that they declared an independent company to take over their monetary system in 1933, and then, or 1913, I'm sorry, and then in 1933, they declared that the gold standard had nothing to do with our monetary system, and therein lies where we got this fiat currency, and then 1971, Richard Nixon finalized that stuff, and so now we're 100% on a no-gold standards it's nothing but a fiat currency, and we've certainly surpassed the amount of time that usually these uh, fiat currencies last and stuff. But we've got to the point where they put all these flipping uh, billionaires in position and stuff. And notice this, uh, I, you know, I wish I could have got the interview request from these people because I'd like to be one of those billionaires that were going to be evil and whatnot. But it seems that all the billionaires in our country and whatnot, they're all about evil evil and stuff. And so that was probably a pretty 
bureaucracy before you could become a billionaire. You know, Bill Gates, George Soros. I mean, just go down the list, all of these people and stuff. So that's the number one thing that really screwed us up. And right now, I think that's the one thing that's really screwed us up is our monetary system is owned by the Rothschilds, which they said, give me control of any monetary system. And I care not who makes the policy. And there we are. We're, we're right there in that particular point. Do you guys have a point on that one, or am I just off the mark? Mr. Bork? It is a big problem, but uh, it's all by consent. People are consenting. And uh, they keep consenting. Yeah, I've wrote extensively about this in my blog the last year, year and a half. And they're not doing anything about it. I had a remedy, you know, I had 25 years ago. And no one's listening. Or no one's really listened. And uh, we were working with some sheriffs around, and they just got notice that there's going to be a cashless society by June. And uh, that's one of the things I've said for years Back in the 90s, uh, in the 1990s, we used to, as patriot types or people that are, were aware of what was going on, used to complain about that, but they buried that with all this nonsense and distractions, as you noticed uh, or noted earlier. Um, so, you know, people have to do something. They're, they're agreeing well, to all this. They're letting it happen. Well, and, and, and therein lies the problem that we, we're, we're not able to reach enough people and stuff. And, you know, I wish that uh, RBN had a, uh, a better way of advertising themselves. I'm not even sure if they are advertising themselves. I mean, I've never seen a billboard that says, RBN, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth, or whatever it might be. We're not really getting our message out there far and wide like we should, and there's a lot of people that are missing out on the action that, that most of us are getting from RBN and other networks and stuff. It's not just RBN. There's several places where we can get our information, but we're just not, we're not embracing it and we're not sharing it. And it's almost like we feel like this is our little network. Well, if we got more people in here, then I won't be able to talk as much as I want to on the radio or I won't, there'll be too many people. I don't know. I don't know. Is this something like that? I don't know. But the thing is, is that we're just not doing enough to get the message out there. And the message I mean, even if we get it out there, is it too late, or, or or is it not? I don't know. Do we still have a shot here? I I feel there is, but people have to work together. That's the problem. Uh, PAC's been a lot around longer than anyone on the radio that I'm aware of now, except for maybe you know the people out there and the uh, uh, I can't even think of them. Um, you know, they're developed in the 30s, 1940s, maybe. Um, any anyway, um, yeah, I, I established PAC in '98. Came up with a remedy at the same time, and everyone's ignored it. Yes, thing about being on that cutting edge, you know, what is it? Uh, truth goes in the various stages. You know, first it's just ignored, yeah. and then it's uh, attacked. And you know, I was there when you were getting attacked all those years, and then you know, accepted as self-evident. 
you yeah. know, and I th- think, you know, people, you know, that's a hard cognitive dissonance to, you know, realize just how Marxist the great United States actually is at its foundations and that that has, you know, there's been this corruption from day one mm-hmm. uh, and that we've got to get control of our money supply back or, you know, they're going to do to us what they did to, you know, Germany in the 1920s under the Weimar conditions with hyperinflation, et cetera. And, yeah, I wonder if you think we're already headed into a hyperinflation cycle with our current uh, inflation rate. Uh, the thing I'd ask both of you is the next data dot jump forward to people like Israeli public intellectual Noah Harari, where he's talking about not only a cashless society, but a weighted society where you're going to have a social credit score that's going to determine how you can spend your credits right. that you know and so this idea of moving from a free will society to a post free will society so let's uh take the caller first and then mr bork you can respond to what the caller says so mr andy what's your take on harari noir uh you know noah harari with this post free will economic system Okay, well, first off, he's about the gayest person I've ever seen on TV. So, <laughs> yes, he's get on with your business, Mister Noah. But, 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 I mean, I mean, for somebody to come out with a feminine, uh, you know, at, introspective that he puts out there and stuff, and tell us what we're going to do and how this is going to be and whatnot. You know, he, he's the same guy who also told us that, uh, um, you know, this whole notion of God and stuff, that's just a notion. You're going to lose that. We're gonna, we can, can control you in the, in the future. I mean, this guy is just way out there, or is he? I don't know. The question is, is that what are we going to put up with up and until the point when this stuff comes into I'm waiting for open season, and I know a lot of friends of mine are waiting for open season, too. And open season just means that, hey, we're ready to go against you. That's what open season is, and you can leave that to your imagination. I don't think people are going to settle into this thing just quite as well as they want us to unless they continue to do this progressive BS that they're doing right now. They're progressing us into this entire situation. They're just going slowly and stuff, just enough so that we don't really get upset and, and run around you know, screaming the sky is falling and stuff, but just enough so that we just kind of move right into it, you know, with your prices on your food. With the, uh, These people are going to move us into eating bugs, you know, just like Klaus Schwab, which you know is a, is a, you know, a wonderful guy with Klaus Schwab, and frankly, they probably spend times in the motel together. Who knows? But the point is, is that these people are not doing anything spectacular to make the world better. All they care about is the fact that they, they're taking us to a, a place where they can depopulate us. And, you know, that was a great start with this uh, with this uh, vaccine and stuff. And now we got disease X coming in and there'll be another million or so people that line up for the disease X flipping vaccine. We're dumb people right now. And it's not our fault. These people dumbed us down. They gave us a society that, that made us, you know, look, you got your soccer games, you got your teachers' meetings, you got this whole thing. It's a whole family thing going on, but this is not what we're supposed to be doing. It is what they want us to be doing, and they've got complete control of us. Mr. So, 
so the American public's not dumb, but they got us where they want us. I, that kind of contradicts things. I, I told my family a couple of years ago at Christmas, I go, if if people of the world aren't stupid, why is everything a mess? True that. So that's a fact. So we are at fault. I've been trying to fix it no, for we, about 30 years. And there, 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 there's statutes on the books to to take care of this, what they call an emergency. The reconstruction was deemed an emergency. And people just kept going along with it. I know uh, during the Civil War, it was, you know, probably pretty tough coming out of that thing. But like I, I stated, uh, you know, when I, well, a long, long time ago, years ago, I started State National Society, which is going back to the Republic principles. And they go, why wasn't this society formed in eighteen, uh, you know, sixty-nine after the Fourteenth Amendment was put in place? You know, uh, these guys have just ruled everything and, and controlled it, and all the brainwashing and, and the schools, of course. The schools is one of the planks of the, or the schooling or education is one of the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto, and that's how they've done it. But, uh, you know, people just laid down. And uh, 1960s is when they really uh, started driving the nails in the coffin with uh, credit. And you mentioned that with the uh, 71 money uh, going off the gold standard. That's a big part of it. And uh, I, I was talking to this woman that's local here that worked for Walmart. She retired, but she said uh, she worked during the COVID period in the cosmetics department. And uh, I'm in a small town in Wisconsin right now, or have been. And uh, they were getting two to $3,000 uh, stolen a day in just that department with shoplifters. And she said it all started after the free money stop coming in after the COVID thing. You know, they're giving money away during COVID. So just like people got used to having credit from the 60s to the 2000s or currently credit cards that, you know, people just had credit for their, maybe their mortgage on their house back in the 60s. And stuff, uh, things Cost little money. the The minimum wage was about a buck fifty at the most uh, in the sixties. Of course, people sure. made more money than that. Minimum wage was about fifty. Now they're wanting fifteen dollars an hour for for not working. You know, it, it's gotten ridiculous. They they trashed well, hey. America in the last fifteen. Well, hey, years. but but I'm, you're absolutely right. When I first got in the workforce, my Flipping first minimum wage was three thirty-five an hour, which I thought was awesome and stuff. But when we think about this, when you when you look at George W. Bush, he came out and said the Constitution was just a GD piece of paper. That's when I started to realize that a lot of these times when I ended up in court and stuff, and there was no victim to the crime, these crimes were just a GD piece of paper. These people were arresting me for things they put on paper. They said I couldn't do. It had no. It had no victim. It had no crime to it. Otherwise, you know, I, th th this is the sad part of society. We've ended up in a, a whirlwind of nothing because they're actually.
actually convicting people and sending them to prison for nothing, literally nothing. Yeah, and, but you know, like, most of this stuff is speculation. Like I said, they've got that trump card, no uh, pun intended here, of people are criminals. <laughs> They're rebelling against the republic system. They've got that trump card. Everyone's a criminal or associated with re- rebels. It's the 14th. Like I say, it's, it's the 14th Amendment, stupid. And you think the great Bolshevik general that you know, his motto was, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. And this yeah, is the whole thing of, you know, uh, uh, star chamber justice is, you know, if somebody is, you know, uh, contradicting you or, you know, being, getting in your way, then you use the law to take them out. You just have to figure out which law it is you want to use. Right, right. right. They, they have a black hole, or you know, of law. I call it the, the red vortex. Because all, all this right. is, is satanic. Well, that last thing, if there isn't any law that can convict you, why they hold you in a holding tank, they'll make a law that will convict you, especially for white people right now. We've got to see this thing going on. I mean, look at the people in New York City, those immigrants who beat up the cops and stuff and were let out of uh, police control the very next day. And how about the guy who just killed that lady down in Georgia? Um, You know, he was an immigrant. Well, they didn't have enough room. That was their quote-unquote their reason for letting him go the very next day. I mean, this is getting past a joke, but no, trust me, fellas, if you guys commit a crime, I don't care what it is. Maybe you spit in front of a lady and the lady complains, you're going to jail. But people can assault cops and they can beat up and kill ladies and rape them and do whatever they want. And these other people are being let go. So we've got to realize that right now, a.k.a. y'all need to just stay incognito. Don't don't go out unless you have to go out. And that's probably what they want. They're like, OK, let's yeah, let's let's piss all these people off. And so that they stay in their, their, their houses and stuff, just like COVID and whatnot. But basically, I'm afraid to go out. You know, not really, because there's a store across the street, so I can go out there. But if you go anywhere else in society and whatnot, I, I'm really kind of afraid because you never know. They, you know, I got bad hips. It looks like I'm drunk when I'm walking down the road because it's uneven terror and, and stuff. They might bust me for being drunk and in public, and I won't have alcohol in my breath. I mean, this is how stupid society has become. They, right. they can bust, and, and it's a particular it's a particular race that they're going for right now. It seems to be the white people, right? Well, definitely, you know, white people are you know to these people in power is Amalek. So great call, Mister Andy. We're going to let you go there. Well, Hope you have a great thank weekend. You, my okay, uh, Mister Producer, can we have Mister Wayne in Texas, please? Mister Wayne, are you there, sir? Yeah, hi, good evening, fellas. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, good discussion. And Mr. Bork, I just had a key question, and that is, uh, you talked about a remedy. Could you just uh, maybe give us a thumbnail sketch or like lay out your remedy, how you see it uh, in solving some of these problems? Yeah, it's a statute that's based on uh, Section 2 of the 14th Amendment. I don't release the information because you, you can't do that. And it's... People would pay attention to what I've said for the last 30 years, 25 minimum. 
we, we'd be done with this in a month or two. But people don't listen. They, they keep right. wanting to kick the can down the road. And, well, uh, uh, let me ask you this. How, how would your remedy, yeah, how does your remedy differ from a gentleman by the name of, let's say, Roger Sales? And he's got quite oh, a big following. He's been on RBN. But, uh, you know, his particular. A fraud. He's a fraud? a fraud? Yeah. He's got thousands of followers and about 11 year track record doing what he's doing. How's he a fraud? Because he's lying. He's lying. I can prove right. it. Well, lying about what? What he says. It's not right. I, I could, if I was a judge, I'd shut anyone he brought to me down. It'd yeah, be but easy. Because he's yeah, still a U.S. process, yeah, uses affidavits and administrative notice. Notice is starting with some of the highest officials in the country, like the I Secretary of State so. of the USA. No. Well, he has an 11-year track record and no, and no blowback. How can you not say that? I've been out of the system for 30 years, and I've had no blowback. Well, you, yeah, again, you probably knew what you were doing versus a lot of other folks, but I just don't, you know, you say you don't, you know, you can't give out your remedy, but Roger freely gives us out six days a week yeah, and has quite wrong. a following. Because uh, it's wrong. I, but nobody's <laughs> been prosecuted for following his process. How can you say That's that? That's because they, they, they like people out there so they can prosecute them. Look what happened with the uh, January 6th. That's thing. a totally different scenario. Totally no, different scenario. Not. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, it's not. Those guys were set up, right. you know. They were set up, and they, they were, and that was the first well, time we there was no due process. Setting people up. Bring, bring me one person that's uh, gotten out of a, a criminal activity or something, a driving issue. Well, the problem, yeah, the problem is, is that you know, again, nobody gets prosecuted using his process. If they understand the process and do it right and understand their status, they don't get brought into these courts. Well, this whole system operates in a gray area, for one thing, and that it's possible, but it's not fixing anything. Yeah. Well, All right. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple you, more callers here. Mr. Wayne, thanks for the call. Good points. Uh, Mr. Produska, we have Mr. James in Vancouver. Mr. James, are you there, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, been a great show. Uh, really enjoyed uh, <laughs> the guests coming trick you up there, but oh no, that's okay. Um, uh, I, I, if you want to do a show, and I can show where he's wrong. Nah, we don't People do that. Don't that's get... the snack show. It's a happy place here. <laughs> we don't bicker and argue over who dances on the heads of pins and things like that. But anyway, enough of that. But uh, I was going to give you the last words of wrapping up. So just you know, tell everybody about how to get to your site and your work and all that good stuff real quick. we got about a minute. Uh, there's a new site, alpacanlaw.us, and uh, it's a small, simple version because of the phones. We had to come up with a simple uh, stripped-down site, but uh, the, the other sites are still up there. We have nine of them. Three are still under development uh, to create uh, a better system under the new republic if anyone wants to stop playing in this gray area that they've created to keep doing what they're doing. It's not fixing the whole system. Um, I, I went over that in my book about the, uh, they call it the belligerent claimant in person. Uh, you have to go into court and you, you might win, you might not. 
we, we're winning. We're teaching uh, some sh- uh, sh- the sheriff's departments in Ohio right now because oh. they uh, prosecutors said we can't touch your guys. You know, they can't touch them. Oh, that's good. That's what we yeah. got. Yeah, you you know, you don't want to go into those courtrooms, but if you do get in there, you want to walk out the front doors, not the back doors. So anyway, you have been listening to Blackbird 9's Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. I'd like to thank our guest again, Mr. L.B. Bort, the author of The Red Amendment, for being with us this, after, or this evening. And until next time, I will see you all at the rendezvous. Raza Yoga Vahayana. Razayana is one of the comprehensive disciplines of Ayurveda. It comprises of specialized uses of herbal minerals to achieve the optimum state of health. Razayana is a path to achieve homeostasis and thus retarding the process of aging and the prevention of diseases. Shilaji stands alone as the king herbal mineral over all other earth-made substances. Within Razayana, Shilaji is the ultimate substance that improves quality of plasma and blood. Thus, it strengthens and promotes health to all tissues of the body. Legit Shilaji, like Colorado Shilaji, is as the literal Sanskrit translation implies. Shilaji is the conqueror of mountains and the destroyer of weakness. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.